This is Ethan and I'm here with Dave and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast episode 196 inch. On this episode we interview Josh Pilch, animation director of the Amish sketchbook segment in Weird Al Yankovic Story and director of Weird Al's Your Horoscope for Today music video. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al it's a podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hi, Dave. How was your poodle hat anniversary the other day? Oh, my poodle hat anniversary was great. Now, of course, you know I don't actually own a poodle, so I had to wear one of my cats on my head instead. Oh, of course, of course. I wouldn't expect anything else, Dave. Well, I was listening back to last episode, and in our interview with Ludacris Laurie, remember when she said that Weird Al and his family signed something that would be added to the Mars rover? Well, Dave, of course I remember. Our big question for Laurie was, did he sign it Weird Al Yankovic or just Al Yankovic? Well, the answer is here. Laurie found a photograph of the book from that day, and it was signed, drumroll please, Bermuda... Al Yankovic. Well, I guess he thought signing the Mars rover was already weird enough. Indeed. And I'm sure glad that Lori did not have to travel all the way to Mars just to find out for us. Or did she? I suppose it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al Related News. Our very first news story comes from at Al Yankovic on Twitter. Al Yankovic reports that there are now up-res versions of every single one of his music videos on YouTube. Al Yankovic goes on to report that this is due to the work of Pete Holmberg. So on behalf of all Weird Al fans around the globe, from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, thank you, Pete! While the at Al Yankovic account has yet to steer us wrong, we here at Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast like to independently verify all news items, so of course we have asked our intern Frank to watch each and every music video to confirm that they have indeed been uprezzed. Wait, that actually sounds quite pleasant. Why are we giving that task to Frank? Oh, yeah, you're right. Good point. Dave and I will independently verify that each and every music video is indeed uprezzed ourselves. Meanwhile, we will force our intern Frank to watch each and every copy of Biodome with Polly Shore, just to make sure that they have not been uprezzed. Our friend and Patreon supporter Jeff McClelland reports that the Illustrated Al was just nominated for an Eisner Award. The Eisner Awards are given for creative achievement in American comic books and basically are the comic industry's equivalent to the Academy Awards. Now save the date, put it in your calendar. This year's trophies will be presented on July 21st at the San Diego Comic-Con. We are super excited for all of our friends who have worked on the comic, especially past guests to the podcast, Jeff McClelland and Kelly Phillips. And we'll be talking a little bit more about the Illustrated Al with this episode's guest, Josh Pilch, as well. And quite obviously, the inclusion of 347-772-8852, colloquially known as the 347 Special Hotline phone number on page 157 as part of the Good Old Days chapter, was just that extra little nudge that secured them the nomination. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations and best of luck to everyone who worked on the Illustrated Al. At long last, the vinyl releases of the Weird the Al Yankovic Story soundtrack are finally in our hands. The albums were officially released on May 19th, though a few people may have gotten them early. And there are two editions of this album, the Standard Edition, which is pressed on hot pink vinyl, and the Barnes & Barnes & Noble Exclusive, which is green and glows in the dark. Our very own Dave Elvis Rossi posted pictures of the glow-in-the-dark version over on our official Facebook group, group.2000inch.com including one of the glowing vinyl after being charged for the requisite 27 minutes. So be sure to check those out if you haven't already, or if you're too scared to open your copy. Last Friday, Weird Al performed as part of the Wild Honey Lenny K and Rhino Nugget Celebration Autism Benefit 
at the Alex Theater in Los Angeles, California. Weird Al took the stage to perform accordion on Sit Down, I Think I Love You, along with Susanna Hoffs and Owen Elliott. At the event, they were selling custom hot sauce to commemorate the evening, featuring the names of the performers, including, you guessed it, Weird Al. Eagle-eyed followers of at Suzanne Yankovic Photo on Instagram may have seen a second special hot sauce in the background of one of her photos. It was a Weird Al Nature Trail to Hell hot sauce. Now, unfortunately, that was not publicly available for sale at the event as it was created in limited quantity as a special gift for Weird Al. But how pretty stinking majestic. It was a busy weekend for Al, as Saturday was the Middle-Aged Dad Jam Band Secret Show in Los Angeles featuring none other than Weird Al. Boy, it sure would be nice if one of our listeners attended the event and called to tell us about it. (coughs) I said, it sure would be nice if one of our listeners attended the event and called to tell us about it. (laughs) yeah or not geez you'd think our intern frank could have edited out that awkward silence all right so moving right along oh what a surprise looks like there's a message on the 347 spatula hotline the official hotline of dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird owl podcast all right lousy intern frank let's hear it hello gentlemen This is Devlin Wilder with a special on-the-ground report from Los Angeles, where I attended a performance of the Middle-Aged Dad Jam Band, which included a stellar performance from you-know-who. There are events in a person's life that change you forever, provoking memories that will last a lifetime. I know every time I see Al in concert, I am changed for life. This event was no different, except that it was. It was a truly intimate, unique, and mind-blowing event that only a small outdoor setting could provide. The middle-aged dad jam band is led by actors Ken Marino on lead vocals and David Wayne on drums, who are both known from Wet Hot American Summer, with band members Frank Barrera, John Sperney, Eduardo Pena, Henry Wayne, Kestrin Pantera, and Jordan Katz. The various special guest band members and soloists for the show included Jackie Tone, Jeff McKenna, Joe LaTrulio, Lisa Losacero, Matthew Zickel, Craig Wedron, and of course, Al, who joined the band near the end of the show to play We're an American Band by Grand Funk Railroad, during which the surrounding lights went out and the stage was lit by the phone lights of the performers on stage making an intimate and ferocious rock song even more lively, not to mention Al doing some of the best singing I've ever heard him do live, which is saying a lot in reference to how many times I've seen him live, though it definitely helped to have a vantage point not 20 feet from the stage that I was so happy to enjoy with fellow Al fans Amanda Cohen and Summer Woods. Al then joined the band for a few more songs, and played through the rest of the concert to raucous applause. Among the crowd filling the lawn outside the stage was Adam Scott, Ryan Hansen, Ify Nwadenwe, and a ton of other notables. After the show, Amanda and I went over to say hello to Al. As she said hello, Suzanne walked over to give her a hug and introduced herself to me. Though I'd been on set with her for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and had seen her a few times at Al concerts and events, This was the first time meeting her in person, and she was just as delightful as I had imagined. Amanda and I got a quick photo, or a few, with Al, then we headed out for the night. It was definitely one of the most incredible live performances I've ever witnessed in my existence. Bravo to Devin Young and Little Secret LA for putting on such a phenomenal show. Thank you for the call, Devlin. It sounds like it was a pretty stinking majestic event. We hope to catch Al in the middle-aged dad jam band sometime in the future. This Friday, May 26th, Bermuda will be performing a free show with his band, Idle Hands. Idle Hands will be playing blues and rock and roll at TGI Fridays on Friday in Long Beach, California. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome show. If you do go, be sure to order some Friday's mozzarella sticks for us. And make sure you check to see if all the band members really do have idle hands. I'm a bit skeptical with that claim. 
This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound, double-wrapped in a quesadilla, Burrito Burrito, and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit BurritoSquared.com and WizardBurger.com and order ahead. And finally, at the rear end of this episode's news segment, there was another item we wanted to address from Suzanne Yankovic's public Instagram account. Drumroll please, Bermuda! Weird Al's butt. Yes, last week Suzanne posted a picture of the Paradis posterior while he peeled potatoes, and we decided to get to the bottom of it. And no, don't worry, it's not explicit. He's wearing all of his clothes, but you'd never guess that from some of the comments people were leaving under the photo. Here are a few of them. Swoon. Finally, the thirst trap we've all been wishing for. This picture would have been the death of me when I was a very strange 14-year-old girl with a huge crush on Al. I said to my wife, there's a picture of Weird Al's butt. And my six-year-old yelled, I want to see a picture of Weird Al's butt. Close your eyes. This one's for the mamas. Now, not to be cheeky, but we here at Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast can only speculate that we will finally be getting that Al's Buns calendar that was teased in the authorized Al. Well, now that the news is behind us, it's time for this week's interview. We are very excited for our next guest. He is the creative director at Augenblick Studios. He's also the director on the animated Your Horoscope for Today music video, and he directed the Amish sketchbook segment in We're the Al Yankovic Story. It is our great honor to welcome to the podcast Josh Pilch. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this is so exciting to finally chat with you, Josh. We actually, before we hopped on the interview, we were talking about, we actually connected with you months ago before Weird the Yankovic Story actually came out. Yeah, that's right. I, I uh, as Dave said, I, I uh, you know, uh, uh, directed the, the this animated segment that's in the movie and, you know, movies, uh, you send your work <laughs> to, uh, to, you know, to the people making the movie and then you, you don't know things change, things get cut out. And I was very concerned, uh, whether or not that, that uh, segment was going to make it to the final cut. So I thought my best bet would be to ask someone who saw it, uh, Dave and Ethan. <laughs> and we confirmed to you. And you were very kind to tell me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were there for the premiere, the very first showing, so we can confirm that it was in that showing and every showing we've seen since. So they That's haven't cut great. it out yet. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm I'm waiting for one if if you notice a viewing where it's gone, I wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you updated every time we see the film josh Great. that's uh that's I our think, promise yeah, that's only fair i think every time you watch the movie i <laughs> tell me when you begin uh, uh... <laughs> we'll update you if we like stop to get you know you know, some snacks or something from the fridge. We, you know, it might throw off the runtime of when right. the segment right. I will up. be expecting at exactly, you know, one hour and ten, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> So, Josh, we have a lot to cover. This is so amazing, all this stuff. Obviously, within, you know, the past couple months, you've had two major projects with Weird Al. Were you familiar with Weird Al's work before you you know, did these projects? Yes, incredibly so. Uh, I, yeah, I grew up a massive, massive fan of Weird Al. So, oh, this, cool. uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I it was actually kind of, um, I, I, I was very much enabled by my parents uh, <laughs> because, like, I think um, when I was a little kid, you know, uh, uh, Music for, you know, 10 year olds or marketed to 10 year olds is wasn't particularly interesting to me. But then like, you know, stuff that's maybe a little more mature wasn't quite ready yet. So yeah. my mom got me in 3D. That was my first <laughs> CD. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, from there, I was 
obsessed. And then <laughs> my parents would, you know, a- a- anytime Weird Al would play in a, a, a basically anywhere nearby for like, you know, well into high school, like they would take me and my friends and I saw him so many times. We'd all wait out back <laughs> from the venues trying to meet him <laughs> to varying degrees oh, of success. Cool, yeah. Uh, oh, so, I love it. Yeah, I was... <laughs> A weird, uh, uh, yeah, I was a pretty devoted fan and am a pretty devoted right. fan. <laughs> well, Josh, I'm a, I'm a veteran of actually uh, standing out by the bus hoping to meet Weird Al after a concert as well. So I'm just curious uh, if you would let us know, you know, you said you were a little kid waiting out by the bus. I was a little bit older when I, when I was doing it, but I'm just kind of interested in hearing your story the first time that you actually got to meet Weird Al, whether it was out by the bus or somewhere else. Yes, let me think what the first time was because I uh <laughs> one thing I remember is at the FM Kirby Center in Wilkesbury or Easton, yep. Pennsylvania, one of those. Wilkesbury, Which one do you yep. know? Yep. Wilkesbury. Okay. It's Wilkesbury. I've been seen Weird Al there multiple times. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice venue. <laughs> uh, I remember it was my mom and I and my friend Royce uh, waiting out back, and we just waited and waited. <laughs> and the you know the the roadies are telling us like. Uh, not this time. He's not coming. And we were like, well, but maybe he is. Uh, <laughs> that, that was like the first time we were like fully like we are committed. And, and he didn't he didn't show up that time as we were told. Right. Uh, so it was all the more special. Uh, the next concert, which I believe was the Keswick Theater. In oh, Glenside, Pennsylvania, <laughs> yes. uh, which I grew up seeing lots of shows there. And yes, like that, that, that theater has like a nice big parking lot in the back where right. the, like kind of the bus shares uh, the same space as like the general parking. So like it was pretty obvious where to go. And, and <laughs> yeah, and then he was there and uh, God, the first time I, I, I must've been, uh, I must've been in middle school. I'm thinking it was poodle hat. So I must've been like 13 okay. or 14 years old. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I was just, I don't think I barely said anything. I think I was just like awestruck to be, you know, inches (laughs) away from this person whose, uh, voice had been in my head, (laughs) in my head, in my ears. I don't know. How do you say that? Uh, (laughs) for so much of my childhood, uh, I will say years later, uh, when I, it was like a summer break from college, uh, you know, the same sort of group got together. We went to the Keswick again and we saw him and, and then I was, you know, uh, a confident adult, uh, and met him yet again in the, uh, at the tour bus in the parking lot. And that time I, I said something like, Hey, you know, thank you. You know, you make, uh, uh, a nerdy teens, uh, life so much easier. And, uh, he, he, Gave a big smile, shook my hand, and it was a very sweet moment. So a little uh, 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 redemption for me. A web redemption, as Tosh pointed out. That's that's a weird throwback uh, reference there, Josh. Yeah, I don't but... know. <laughs> Josh, I, I, feel, I feel like so connected to you because obviously we're both, you know, big Weird Al fans, but the yeah. first time I ever met Weird Al was the Poodle Hat Tour. I Sounds like okay. we're about the same age, and I probably started listening to Al around the same time you did. So I think we, we followed a pretty similar path as Weird Al fans. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's really cool to hear. Um, are you in your 30s? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Then we're about the same age. <laughs> Once again, I feel like the boomer of the podcast. All right, Dave. I I, I've come on here and I and I've basically just talked about how I've like stalked Weird Al uh, (laughs) (laughs) behind uh, uh, venues. So I might as well take this another step. I remember as a kid being on the World of Weird Al forum, World of Weird Al Yankovic forum, 
Uh, yes. And being very much aware of you. And I remember, I believe, seeing you, because I think you, <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, hopefully this excuses a, a little bit. I believe you okay. used a, a, a photo of yourself as, as your avatar, and I believe I saw you at, at a concert I remember like sort of like whispering with my friends, like, that's the guy with the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, awesome. you're, just as, uh, you're just as famous in my book. So <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, Josh. I wish you'd come over and say hello. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that would make my story less creepy if I had done that, but alas, uh, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> well, I remember the first time I met Dave, I was a kid and I, recognized him from weird Al internet and i went over and took pictures of his legs with permission of course (laughs) Uh (laughs) hello sir may i take a picture of your leg you know why (laughs) i mean spending enough time with dave that happens more than you'd think (laughs) i'm actually not surprised that makes perfect sense So, Josh, you, you grew up a Weird Al fan, and then you ended up, I assume you went to college for design, animation, art. What was your field of study? Uh, it was animation. I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design down in Georgia, which is um, a really uh, beautiful place to uh, you know learn to get better at art or, or learn how to make art. Um uh, and and yes, my my major is animation. I think it's really funny that I have a uh, a bachelor's in animation. Like I basically have a degree that says cartoons. Um, but <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I mean, I downplay it. But uh, uh, you know, I I always dreamed of being an animator, and I you know. Uh, uh, was lucky enough to get to go to school for it and I'm lucky enough to do it as a job for now uh, I don't know maybe 10-11 years or something Um, uh, yeah Uh, so that that would yeah that was always (laughs) that was always the plan I I, um, yeah I didn't know that Weird Al would be part of it I (laughs) could only dream of that (laughs) (laughs) Well, you say that, but, you know, as someone who was interested in that kind of stuff, you know, a lot of things that Al has done or things that Al, you know, obviously enjoys, like The Simpsons, have to do with animation and and cartoons. And did you ever put yourself in the shoes as a a kid or or as a young adult and think like, oh, I would love to do a Weird Al project? Was that a thought that ever crossed your mind? That's interesting. Um, I... I don't know that it did. I think like that seemed so far off. I mean, I, I also, you know, I grew up in, uh, you know, suburban uh, Pennsylvania, like right outside of Philadelphia in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania in scenic Bucks County. Um, uh, <laughs> but like uh, show business, uh, I hear a lot of people say this, but like show business was not in any form was not something that existed in that town and was not, was therefore not like encouraged or, uh, mm. or if it was encouraged, there was no practical information about it. So like, right. I, I think I, I never had like <laughs> a super strong direction other th- like it was very one step at a time for me. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I want to make cartoons. Okay. I got to find a school that teaches that. All right. And (laughs) now I got to find a place where there are jobs that have that. Okay. New York city. (laughs) It was very (laughs) step by step. I do think at some point when I started working in television, like it occurred to me, I think I worked on, um, an, uh, uh, a, a kind of a, weird um amazon series called nico and the sword of light and i got to um uh animate a character that was voiced by Patton oswalt and i think like oh cool. that sort of like clicked in my head like oh weird Al really like does a lot of cartoon <laughs> voices like i feel like that's gonna come up at some point uh, uh but, but i think that's as far as i kind of thought about it 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and so when did you start working at uh, Augenblick Studios? So, uh, so I moved to New York in 2014, and I was a freelancer. So I would jump around from a lot of different studios. And I, I believe that year, like the end of that year was the first time I worked with Augenblick. But but I would like work with them for like three months and then I'd go away and then I'd come back and work with them for, you know, three to six months, whatever, go away. And then I started working with them full time January 2020. Um I I said this year's going to be great. I've got a new job. Everything's going to be normal. <laughs> Nothing weird's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I I mentioned that just because like it did feel like this point when <laughs> when uh, my work as an artist was about to become stable and I was going to get to know the people I work with better. But uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, come March we're all working from home, and right. I didn't you know, really get to know these people so well until years later. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said you started working with them at first in 2014. Sounds like you just missed another tattoo, which came out in 2013. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and yeah, I think when I was working there uh, on one of those earlier projects, um, yeah, we were like having lunch or something, and uh, Aaron Augenblick, the the owner of the company, he said something like, "Oh yeah, like remember when we did that weird owl thing?" And I was like, "The the what thing?" Uh, <laughs> I had never, I hadn't put together that they had done the another tattoo oh, video. I had seen wow. it, but I yeah. Hadn't. Oh wow. <laughs> see, see, this is how poor my planning is in general. Like I. I'm <laughs> I luckily fall into the place where <laughs> where there is uh, <laughs> something very uh, true to my interest, but I didn't even know. <laughs> and then we were watching it during lunch, and I was like, yeah, oh, my God, you guys drew this? Like, <laughs> uh, I was very jealous, felt, uh, felt some FOMO. Yeah, it's such a, a great music video too. I mean, the song is great, the the animation's great, the little jokes and the you know, I've seen so many people actually get like tattoos reminiscent of how they designed them in that video. So it's it's pretty cool <laughs> to get to work with the company who did that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's cool to hear that people are getting tattoos. Uh, uh, you know, um. Aaron's style and and the uh, Augenblick Studios style, which you know, while adaptable, there's a lot of like cool, weird stuff that like <laughs> uh, I've seen many tattoos of many different projects from Augenblick, and uh, but I I didn't I never put together like yeah the video about tattoos they should get tattoos of that that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> so I guess the the next project or the big project that you came up was uh, Weird the Al Yankovic story. And uh, how was that approach to Augenblick Studios and how did you get involved with that? Yeah, so, okay. when So when I started full-time at Augenblick, uh, I was given the title of creative director, which is a title I share with a, with a couple of other people who work there. Um, but at the time, like, I had done some directing... And I, I, anytime I did it, I would miss being just the person on the team doing the designing and the animating and the storyboarding. So when I took the job, I said to Aaron, you know, oh, you know, like I, I'm excited for this. I want to, <laughs> to work full time, but I, I don't mind if you want to just like keep me generally on uh, teams led by other people. Like I'm not like... Uh, so hungry right now to be like leading teams um, and that remained true uh, until <laughs> uh, I believe it was the end of so the end of 2021 so like December 2021 um, Aaron got this email uh, I think from the producer uh, from a producer of the movie saying like, um, I think, I think based on the, another tattoo video, 
that, uh, uh, you know, Al was interested in having the studio uh, do stuff for um, for the movie. There's an animated segment. Uh, uh, also, this <laughs> made us aware that there was a movie, uh, which was very exciting. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I remember also, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I feel like I always, you know, kind of downplayed my Weird Al fandom um, because when I talk about it i talk about uh being a child stalker outside of uh, uh <laughs> many m- music venues around pennsylvania uh when you say but... child stalker it sounds a lot worse than <laughs> oh, okay. what you actually did <laughs> i hear it now yeah 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 no 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 a child who is a stalker yes uh... okay <laughs> not great but better <laughs> i hey Markedly better, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, see, so this is why I don't talk about it. Um, uh, <laughs> it sounds even worse when I describe it. Um, but <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I felt like I, I, you know, wasn't going around all the time being like, you know, me, I love Weird Al. But uh, when when this project came through, Aaron was like, oh, Josh, you're going to be psyched for this one. And I was like, I am. But how did you know that? So I think it just emanates from me or something. (laughs) Um, And I also remember, you know, we were like, Weird Al's making a movie. That's so cool. And he was like, yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, oh, it's kind of like a biopic of him and, and Erica Pell's directing it. And I was like. Aaron, you're wrong about that. You're you're talking about an old fake trailer that was on Funny or Die. <laughs> I was like so convinced that he had the information wrong because oh. you know that video was pretty old at that right. point. Like, right. <laughs> and it seemed yeah, I don't know, like uh and then when I realized it was real, I'm like, oh, that's actually hilarious that they are <laughs> really making that into a movie. Uh, I think we, I think we heard that Daniel Radcliffe was involved maybe at that point too, which was like very funny <laughs> to us. Um, uh, all, all of this to say, uh, I, you know, I, we, we would have our Monday meetings and like every week there'd be new weird owl information. Like, yep, I think we're going to get started soon. Uh, and so so that was like the beginning of 2022. We were still working from home. So I remember I, I, uh, slack messaged Aaron, uh, you know, I, I know I sort of like, uh, said, I don't want to lead stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, if there's anything I could do on the weird Al project, like I, I definitely want to do that. And, and Aaron is like, um, very cool to work with uh, uh, for a lot of reasons, but but uh, he loves <laughs> connecting people to work that they're like very excited for. So like as soon as I said that, he's like, oh, yeah, OK, we're, we're going to figure this out. And he like sent me all of this um, like reference material that Eric Appel had sent him of like these sketchbook drawings, um, I guess. Uh, people listening know the scene we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Of Weird course. Al's dad's sketchbook. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yes. He sent sent all these sketchbook drawings, and he sent like a um, uh, an animated. It was it was um, an animated comic book uh, of Watchmen. Uh. I, I think trying to convey the idea of like fairly realistic drawings, you know, moving in like a somewhat limited uh, way. Um, and uh, yeah, so Aaron sent me these things right away and, and he's like, uh, so do you think, <laughs> you know, uh, you think you can draw like this, you can draw like this sketchbook and you can make it move like this uh, motion comic. And like, um, I, I was like surprised, I think, because, uh, you know, I'm like Weird Al Project. I'm going to get to draw cartoons and that it was like this, you know, hyper detailed, realistic drawings. Right. Uh, right. And I was like, 
yeah, absolutely. I can draw that. I'm not at all sure that I could. And, <laughs> and Aaron was like, well, send me, if you have work like that, send it to me and like, I'll send it to, I actually don't think he told me he was going to send it to other people. He was just like, send me work that you have like that. And I'm like, I definitely have work like that. So, uh, I, you know, got off or I, you know, stopped messaging him and immediately started drawing something specifically for that, that I did not already have, <laughs> which is, which was this cool, like I, I gathered it was going to be about Amish paradise. So I, I like, uh, I found a, a photo reference of Al in the, uh, Amish, you know, costume. And, uh, I like, uh, faked the, um, I like, uh, I took the sketchbook reference images that he sent and I, I like <laughs> faked the texture of the paper. And then I was like looking online. It, it looked like a lot of the drawings on, on the reference had been drawn in like ballpoint pen. So I like started like <laughs> researching how to make uh, a Photoshop brush look like a ballpoint pen. And I did this, you know, like drawing of Al uh, in these like big scratchy, you know, uh, ballpoint pen lines and try to make it look realistic and all that. I, uh, uh, it sort of reminded me too, as I was doing it, I'm like, Oh, I, I actually do draw like the, <laughs> when you're an animator, you, you have to like adapt to whatever project you're working on at, uh, at any given time. It's kind of, uh, a, a fun thing about it, but you know, like I forget, like, Oh yeah, I've, <laughs> I do have a history of like, you know, this kind of realistic, like <laughs> mm-hmm. sketchy kind of art. Um, so I sent that to Aaron and, uh, I believe he sent it to, to Eric and then, uh, Aaron and, and our producer at the time, Carrie Miller, uh, they're like, uh, you know, asked me to do a, a video call with them and then you know Aaron said uh you know you're gonna direct this uh animation direct this sequence and I like you know (laughs) fell out of my chair and uh actually (laughs) you know I was listening to you guys's uh story I I was listening to the episodes that that you recorded as you were working as the as background actors and I was listening to the one that you recorded like uh, I, I guess you were about to go to LA, uh, I think. And uh, you were describing how like <laughs> to just like get the news and you're just like kind of jumping up and down and like, <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 it was extremely relatable to me to hear that. Like it, it really like put me back there. Like, yeah, I was like buzzing. I, 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 similar to you. I didn't tell many people, uh, but I did, <laughs> I called my mom and dad and like, uh, oh, I think I, I called my mom first and she was like in the parking lot of an Acme supermarket. And like, <laughs> I told her and she was just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like over and over. <laughs> and my dad's a little more reserved, but he <laughs> I told him later on, he was just like, okay, man. Like, <laughs> Anyone who knows my dad knows that is a very authentic response from him. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt, it was so surreal, like, you know, uh, as you know, like, to be this, you know, super fan and, like, uh, yeah, have such a, like, it felt like such a key role, too. Like, like I was going to get to make, you know, uh, uh creative decisions and like, you know, talk to Eric and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. That was that, uh, answer long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so curious about the reference material and the style and everything. How much of the final animation was based on what they sent you and how much sort of evolved as you got involved in the project? I think it was kind of, uh, there is, there is a lot of back and forth, but, um, I did feel like I got to contribute a lot. I, I so we had a meeting with Eric. Uh, he sent us the what did he send? He sent the pages of the script uh, with with the animated segment, which that was cool too. That like <laughs> it was like truly all described in the script. Like so so I from what I understand, Eric and 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 Al 
you know, would, would just sort of trade back and forth writing this script. And so I guess whoever wrote that section, like had like this very clear vision of an animated sketchbook and like, then there will be, you know, a church and then there will be the stocks. And like, wow. uh, uh, so it, oh, it, wow. was, it was pretty specific, uh, at that point. Um, uh, so yeah, he had sent us the script and he sent us, they had already filmed that scene. Th- this is the other thing. Uh, the, the, we all know the film shoot <laughs> for that was famously, quick uh yeah, i forget right. for, yeah and, and something like 18 days i believe it was right yeah. 18 days to film everything and then every other you know post-production i have to guess pre-production was similarly just like <laughs> a whirlwind from from what i can tell right. um uh uh so like yeah they were still filming when like i felt bad for eric like he had to like do this call and we're like hi we're aaron and i'm josh and like i you know he's in the middle of shooting like uh uh, so they had um but he was oh my god uh as you know he's so nice everybody involved in this project is so incredibly kind absolutely Um, yeah so yeah, so they had already filmed the the scene of uh of Al talking to his dad, um and him and he like you know pulls out the book and um it was it was even like it was edited <laughs> quite like it it hadn't been um color corrected but but the like the cuts were really similar to what ended up in the uh the actual movie uh and and you know it would just fade to black where the animation was supposed to be mm-hmm. um so the first thing i did was i just sketched a bunch of characters um which is kind of what i would do wh- or what we would do like at the beginning of a, a tv series also but like we just it, it was a little more vague but but it was like we have to do al's dad at uh at a younger age like i think he was like, supposed to be like um eight or nine when we see him in the beginning of the segment and he's like a little kid uh singing in the <laughs> in the church uh pews <laughs> and then and then i had to sketch him as a teenager because uh for when he goes on rumspringa uh, and then, and then we're like, well, let's like pull out a few other characters in here. Like there's, there's a menacing Amish elder <laughs> throughout. Uh, so I, you know, I did a couple versions of, uh, of a, uh, mean looking Amish guy. And then, <laughs> then we're like, eh, who, who else is in this? And there, there's the part where, uh, <laughs> street toughs in the city, throw him into a dumpster uh, so I was like, oh, I'll draw some street toughs. <laughs> so that, that was the first thing I said. I like, designed all these you know, sort of side characters. But, by the way, I don't believe the dumpster or trash receptacle, whatever you want to call uh, called, you know, that big thing. I don't think that was invented yet in the time period that this would have been. Because <laughs> I was looking, I was like, hmm. I was like Googling 1940s dumpster but like <laughs> trash collection was way different at the beginning of the 20th century is what i learned uh so uh, that's probably the one inauthentic thing in the whole movie um, <laughs> the only thing yes <laughs> a travesty <laughs> That's amazing. There's bound to be one thing in every movie, and I guess right, it has to be right, the trash right, receptacle right. in this one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I did those designs, and then the next thing I did was uh, I did like storyboards. Oh wait, yeah, I did those designs, but then I also did like um, I like picked s- certain scenes that like uh, seemed important, like uh, him singing in the pews and uh, him sketching on his easel, uh, all the stuff. And, and I, I did like sort of like a full, you know, rendered drawing of that that was supposed to simulate what it would look like in the final piece. Um, uh, so, and, and like, yeah, I, I would send it to Eric and, and that team and he'd be like, uh, 
you know, oh, could you do a version like this? But, um, you know, like maybe less detailed line work. Oh, he, he, he liked the idea of like, um, you know, like the characters would have like really detailed line work, but then like the, the farther you get away from like the subject of any particular shot, it would be like very loose and like, Mm. um, more like liney. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think to simulate, like (laughs) actually (laughs) talking about authenticity, like I think it was to simulate the idea of like, someone is sketching something from life. And then like, as they move out they you know, they're just sort of like, filling in the space uh but the thing that's important is is detailed and then yeah so we talked about that and uh sort of you know um nailed down a look that that uh he liked and you know thought made sense for the for the piece um i continued to use the um paper texture that i uh, the sketchbook paper texture that i had uh simulated for the um Mm-hmm. Uh, sample drawing that I gave to Aaron, uh-huh. um, which you can see in the film. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, so, so to, uh, that was when we made a lot of decisions about like the overall look of it. Um, uh, and then I did uh, like a, a storyboard where like, these were like really rough drawings, but like timed to, Toby Huss's uh, voiceover um, just to get like a rough idea of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of this stuff, by the way, I, uh, (laughs) this sounds like a shameless plug, but it it is all on my Instagram. All, all the um, like rough drawings and, and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, <laughs> at the Josh Pilt show. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. They're really cool. So definitely, uh, I, I was going to, I was going to talk about it. You know, we're going to get there, Josh. <laughs> you don't have to slug yourself. I, I, I know. I it just it kept coming up and made me think. I I, I know. <laughs> Look great. at me. <laughs> Filthy child stalker slash uh, shameless oh, no. uh, self promoter. Oh, no. <laughs> child who is a stalker. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, Josh, it sounds like you got some pretty specific instructions from Eric, but was there any like opportunity to sort of improvise or add some of your own little touches to uh, what what you were tasked to do? Yeah, definitely. So like when I put, I think, I, I think the first time I put the storyboard together, it was, we need to stop the interview right there, but we will be back with even more from Josh on the next episode. While you wait, be sure to check out Josh's official Instagram account at the Josh Pilch show for some fun behind the scenes photos of the Amish animation sketchbook segment and Josh's other art. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota a beautiful, it's also... Ah! Ah, the twine balls are coming! Ah! Ah! Shut your doors! Batten down the hatches! Shave the children! Wait, did you just say shave the children? What? What? No. Uh, Why would I say that? Why would we say any of this? Whoa... Deep. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next existential expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Brito Brito, Wizard Burger, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, and our newest sponsor, Patrick Gaffney. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, including Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Ron, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, 
Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, and Ajax. Also thanks to Richard B. and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the instant they drop. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. It's almost Ethan's birthday, May 29th, here in the good old U.S. of A. And that traditionally starts the beginning of beach season. So clean the sand out of your ears and be sure to stock up on all your beach supplies over at shop.2000inch.com. We've got Gill and Chill branded beach towels to sunbathe on, podcast logo branded tote bags to carry your sunscreen, and Discover Darwin branded tank tops to wear all day on the beach so you get weird tan lines. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Ruptigoody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past guests and episodes over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes and follow along with our Adventures on Tour and click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes and follow along with our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, you'll graduate first in your class at Juilliard. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline 347-SPATULA, as seen in the Illustrated L. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to Josh Pilch for joining us for this episode. Thank you to Jeff McClelland, Devlin Wildler, Suzanne Yankovic, Stan Stan, the hot sauce man, Ludacris Laurie McMillan, and John Bermuda Schwartz. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to at Al Yankovic on Twitter, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill, keep listening to Weird Al, and stay cheesy! I am so excited that all of Weird Al's music videos have been up on YouTube. Oh, me too. And it was nice to see that he also had Bob up as well. Well, why wouldn't he have? It's a music video after all, and he said all of them... <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Bob's a music video. <laughs> oh, you know, Ethan, you really shouldn't say such false things like that on the podcast. People might start to believe it. Not this again. Sheesh. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 196 Inch. Weird Al upped his res, so up yours too. I want to see a picture of Weird Al's butt.